Yeah, thanks for picking up on that, by the way, up to both of you. And as I said, it's really good to be here. I think the reason why I originally uh, wrote this blog or decided to write this blog was because there's, as you just said, I mean, there's so much doom and gloom and out there. And I try really not to watch the news anymore. It's just too depressing. And, and I'm sure um, it is, you know, on many levels for many people. As a business person, uh, it's... Um, it's enormously threatening and 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 uh, and tremendously scary, right? Uh, for lots of companies, and I wanted to show a little bit of leadership, I guess. And and I am also, generally speaking, a very optimistic person. So I thought I would share that with people and and try to highlight, uh, you know, the good things and why I think um, that we're going to turn this around really, really quickly once uh you know society and business and everything reopens all over the world which i i'm still very optimistic i think that's going to happen pretty quickly um so i wanted to write something about that and pick up on all the all the you know the the the, the good stories that are hidden a little bit at this time but but uh some of the good things that are going on uh, especially relate to what's happening in the home there's tremendous growth opportunity there um and well, maybe let's just start by talking, uh, you know, a little bit about that. I mean, of course, when people work from home, then the first thing they probably realize is that their Wi-Fi is not as good as it, uh, it should be for whatever it is that they want to do from there, which they normally do from their office, right? And, uh, and I mean, there's no rocket science behind this. You can imagine what happens is one of the first things that probably happens in a lot of cases is that people go down to Best Buy and get themselves a Google Nest Wi-Fi or a TP-Link or something else. Uh, a mesh system that you know can can hopefully fix whatever problems they have at home and i don't have any numbers for this but i would imagine that the sales are looking really really good for those types of um you know consumer retail mesh products and um so that piece of uh, you know the wi-fi world is probably growing very nicely thank you i can imagine right um and and so that's one piece of it and and of course we're also looking at a situation where um, you know there's a big opportunity for companies like yourselves, uh, among others, right, uh, to uh, offer services and technology that in uh, it, you know, helps to improve the home Wi-Fi experience. And uh, one of the things that we're seeing, and I just actually posted a blog, a guest blog by one of my clients, who's actually a competitor, so, so I won't talk about that. But, but um, specifically, well, one of the things that we're seeing is is that uh, also not surprisingly uh, the use of upload is significant right because you've got your your uh your, you've got your zoom or your skype or whatever it is that you're using for uh, teleconferencing you've got that turned on a lot of the time if you're working from home so all of a sudden you have a lot more upload traffic that you than you would have before and that has all kinds of knock-on effects of course for how uh, well the Wi-Fi works or not, how much interference there would be uh, in in your home, um, and and that opens up in turn for opportunities. I mean, one opportunity is uh, for for companies like yourselves to uh, to um, you know uh, uh, you know that help service providers fix that problem essentially through remote management and remote tuning and remote optimization of on-home Wi-Fi. And, and fortunately, there are good companies like you that do this. And it's a very effective way of making sure your home Wi-Fi service uh, is uh, high quality service. 
And uh, so I think that's a business opportunity right there. I also think that uh, there's also an opportunity, uh, you know, depending for, on, for how long this carries on, um, there's an opportunity to start offering premium services, for example, that perhaps address um, specific devices in the home that you need for, uh, for, um, uh, for basically doing your, your job, you know, from your home office. So, you know, there's, there's various things going on there. So, so all the focus, of course, all the good news, if you like, is uh, opportunities uh, for, for making home Wi-Fi better. And, and I think what we'll see is these things are not going to go away. I mean, once we're, we're on the other side of the lockdown, I think, um, you know, we will see, um, you know, people uh, you know, continue to have the opportunity to work from home. I think that's a good thing, right? And so, so that's part of it. I think the, the on the on the negative side, I would say, of course, the enterprise Wi-Fi piece will take a hit. I hope it's not going to be a really heavy one, uh, but it's there. I'm hoping as well that what will happen once we're on the other side uh, is that there will be a pent-up demand that then will be released essentially, and then we'll carry on hopefully with all the Wi-Fi six upgrades and so forth that we expect will happen. Um, and uh, and there's also a lot of good news on the horizon. I think we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. But about uh, six gigahertz, which is which is a huge deal. In fact, uh, an enormous deal. And we could probably spend a few hours talking about that alone. Um, so I think so. So there was a couple of reasons why I wrote it, and, and I wanted to highlight those things and and provide some uh, you know upbeat news, I guess as well. Um, and I also wanted to uh, point out that you know the, the Wi-Fi industry and the way that Wi-Fi works in general is really about resilience, right? I mean, I I, I think I've used this metaphor a number of times. It's a bit like Wi-Fi is a bit like having a Swiss Army knife or a toolbox, if you like, that you can apply to any number of things. And of course, uh, you know, companies and people do this all the time. They invent new use cases, right? And because it's um, you know, really easy to work with. And there's a lot of uh, opportunity out there to apply Wi-Fi to IoT or surveillance or whatever the case might be, right? Um, in, in new ways. So, so this is the spirit of the industry. I mean, the spirit of the industry is super creative. It is super resilient. It's um, you know, uh, reacting very quickly to change. It's a bit like when you know if, when the meteor hits. I mean, the dinosaurs might all be gone, but but you know the, the the smaller creatures that are quick to adapt, those will thrive, right? And I think of it a little bit like that. I, I think that's a good picture of what's what what's going on here. And you know, it sometimes it can take you less than ten minutes or fifteen minutes to put up a Wi-Fi network, cloud managed and everything with guest access and security and everything, right? I mean, this is modern Wi-Fi equipment is like this, right? So we can address the pent-up demand really, really quickly. And uh, I'm sure we're an industry that can adapt really quickly to whatever changes the world might throw at us. Um, so I think we'll come back really, really strong. Yeah, thanks, Klaus. Uh, and uh, and uh, just some follow-up questions, you know, thinking about sure. what you wrote and, and what you just said there. Um, a lot of the um, interest right now in the Wi-Fi industry is in the six gigahertz band, particularly in the U.S. with the FCC's decision making. Do you think the COVID-19 uh, pandemic is going to cause any delays in that 
you know, timeline, because we were, I think there was a I lot of hope that decisions would start, would start to be made very soon. Correct. And, and I can tell you without any doubt, the answer to that is no, there will not be any delay. And, I, and, and the reason uh, there won't be is because I'm actually a little bit sworn to secrecy, but I've, I've, I've um, so I can't say too much, but there is something happening today and the rest of it, well, today and tomorrow, I think. And one of the reasons why I wrote back to Dawn really quickly yesterday and said, can we move the webinars because I'm supposed to be watching what's going on with the six years thing. So, so, but then, but of course, you know, I, I didn't want to stand you guys up and, and it's fine and everything will be fine. But I'm watching um, very carefully what's going on uh, right now because I think it's imminent that, um, that there will be some statements and so on, on, on the full six years. So the answer is no, and I recommend that everybody follow this very carefully and get the champagne bottles ready because um, there's really good news, uh, and I probably already said too much, but there's some good news on the horizon, it's very close. And by the way, as I said before, go to wifi.global.com because I'm gonna be posting the news there as soon as uh, I know about it, which is going to be, I think, within the next few hours. Yeah, that's it. That's the page. So we're gonna awesome. that. So so that so it's great news and and that that's moving and it's right on schedule and uh, it's all happening this month as far as I understand. That's awesome. Really exciting. I'm mm -hmm. definitely gonna uh, uh, stay connected on to that. So mm -hmm. you know, obviously, enterprises are 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 where six gigahertz has a, a immediate benefit. What about with you know all these people that are working from home? Is six gigahertz something that could help them out too? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I think I actually think it's going to be the home first and then enterprise second, or that's normally how these things tend to work as far as new standards. That's the sequence typically for for when new Wi-Fi standards come out. Um, and, and I. I here as well, um, I have no reason to think otherwise. They, there might be a bit of overlap, right? There's obviously things going on in both segments. But I, I very much think that the home Wi-Fi uh, segment is stands to gain a tremendous amount from this. And, and I think we will see, uh, and I mean, I've said this before, I think it's a paradigm shift in the sense that I, it, it, you know, the, what we're going to have in the home as our Wi-Fi service is going to, in two years' time, say it, Going to be unrecognizable uh, from what we have today, and we'll be able to do things like having multi-gigabit wireless backbones to every room. Right? Um, you have to remember this is um, ideally, uh, if everything comes out right, this is going to be seven channels, uh, seven 160 megahertz channels, which is staggering, right? Um, and it's just a completely new. Um, it's a completely new world, and I don't know that we all really understand yet where this is going to land us, because I think we'll see things that we probably can't imagine right now, uh, because it's so, I don't think, I mean, I don't know, I don't have a full historical overview of spectrum allocation, but I don't think this has ever happened before, that that unlicensed, for that, for that matter, any anyone has been allocated such a huge chunk of spectrum once. 0.2 gigahertz, so it's very much historic, and and um, and yeah. So let me just get briefly back to your question, which was a very good one. Will it help 
you know, people working for home. Absolutely, uh, it will. Uh, and, and the reason for that is there's just going to be a, a lot more spectrum to work with, and you will have opportunities to upload as much as you want, essentially, right? Um, because this is going to be a pristine six gigahertz band. Nobody's using it. Um, uh, and it's and you're also not going to have legacy devices on this band because uh, they the 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 standards do not allow operation of legacy devices. So it's going to be all Wi-Fi six on the six gigahertz band, which means there's going to be a lot less interference, much better uh, spectrum utilization, all of that. So you're going to have the you know the the home Wi-Fi network of your dreams essentially. So whether this is going to come out in time, hopefully you know this. The lockdown and all of that will be long over by the time we get, you know, six gigahertz products. Um, but uh, you will have, uh, I think, within maybe I'm guessing eight to twelve months, the first products are going to come out. Right and within that time frame, it's going to be a completely new home Wi-Fi networking experience. Uh, I can't wait. To nice. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Can't wait to see what comes mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. um, so. From the enterprise side, you know, they've got all these work from home users. You think enterprise AP vendors will invest more in, in some of their remote AP and, and VPN gateways with with uh, APs built in, that kind of tech? You think they'll? Yeah, I think so. I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I have been speaking a bit to uh, some enterprise vendors that I know very well, and obviously all the VPN related the VPN related business is going really, really well right now. I mean, there's a lot of companies that are simply forced to do that. So, so it makes sense that, um, that, that, that would grow and that's an important market uh, already, but obviously it's incredibly important right now. Um, whether we will have, it's all about timing, right? I mean, whether uh, enterprises believe that they have to you know, start investing in this kind of longer term because they see more of this coming. I really hope that's not the case. Uh, but, um, you know, that's obviously their call to, to, to work that out. But um, certainly that's of huge interest uh, to enterprises right now. And I hope they're able to, or enterprise vendors, for example, and I hope, and for that matter, service providers that, that, that deliver these kinds of services uh, to the home and or wherever, I hope they manage to recover some, some of some of the damage on on things like that. Yeah, cool. Um, so I really liked your metaphor about the you know the meteor striking the Earth and the extinction level event for well, the dinosaurs. Right now, don't we? It does. It? So it does. Right? Yeah. Are there winners and losers in your mind that are are going to come out of this crisis yeah. in the <laughs> Wi-Fi industry? Yeah, it's a painful thing to talk about, right? Uh, I think, um, as I said, I, I I foresee a very bright future for the Wi-Fi industry, and 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 so so I'm not going to pick any losers. I don't think there will be any. Uh, I, my my own sense of this and my own optimism directs me to say that we're going to get out of this very very quickly, um, and. And given that, I think what we will see is we're going to pick up the pace again with Wi-Fi 6 and 6 gigahertz. So in other words, there's so much opportunity. And there, I mean, there was until everything shut down. We were on an incredible um, track, right? Uh, amazing growth uh, opportunity track, essentially, with Wi-Fi 6. And now also coming this week, 6 gigahertz. So, 
So that will come back and that hopefully will more than compensate for whatever uh, has been lost uh, in the middle, right? So, so that's kind of my view. Uh, in terms, you know, in terms of who might suffer more, you know, when you don't have, uh, when you're not as mobile as before, then you don't need mobility as much, right? So I think uh, probably the mobile carriers will be in, in, in uh, you know, will we'll take a, a large, a sizable hit because of this, right? And and that's terrible as well. And uh, and all of a sudden, you know, 5G maybe not as exciting as it was a couple of months ago and so on and so forth. And, and they weren't really doing great at that point either. So uh, it could be really terrible for the 5G people. And, and I've been very critical of 5G, but we also have to remember that because of the size of the mobile industry, I have no wish for, you know, for anyone not to be successful. The, 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 the issue with 5G is that if they do take a hit, because there's so much money invested in it, uh, they will drag a lot of uh, tech and down with them. And I really sincerely hope that doesn't happen, right? Yeah. Um, so so that, that's kind of a doomsday scenario of sorts that uh, I probably shouldn't say anything more about. Uh, but, um, and anyway, it's, well, all, it's all speculation. I mean, but I think the trends are fairly clear. I, I, I think obviously home networking is, is the number one, and there's a lot of good things going on. I think enterprise will come back with Wi-Fi six and and six gigahertz, um, and uh, and I think there's tremendous opportunity, uh, you know, also for um, things like industrial IoT with Wi-Fi six and six gigahertz. You have to remember again, this you know, for for industry, uh, they will be very happy that this is a pristine band. There's no interference on that band from uh, legacy Wi-Fi devices. It's there's no N or uh, even AC on that band, it's all going to be uh, Wi-Fi 6 and and that really is going to be a huge advantage for, for industries that want the high grade of service rights. So IoT with the 6 gigahertz, I think it's going to be a huge deal. Right. Yeah, I agree. And uh, just to back up your point about uh, the challenge faced by 5G, I just read a report this morning from a mobile network operator that said their handoffs were down 27% versus a typical week, indicating a lot less mobility. Yes. And also their, their Wi-Fi calling was up 76%. Correct. So, so people are indoors, they're not moving around. Of course, we know Correct. that, but the, we know that. the the result the numbers, is right? that yeah, mm -hmm. the result is that cellular technologies are not being used nearly as much, and they're relying on Wi-Fi much much more. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And and uh, yeah. So it's a terrible state of affairs, actually, in many ways. Uh, I mean, and the good news is that you know the Wi-Fi networks are resilient as well, and and uh, you know the home wi not Wi-Fi networks are. are by and large, I think doing pretty well. Um, I mean, there are problems, you know, that when usage goes up and interference goes up and all of that. But um, you know, they're now the lifeline to our workplace, right? And this is what we need all the time. And I don't think we've ever been in such a situation. We can only be really, really grateful that whomever designed these <laughs> that put the technology in place and the IEEE and the Wi-Fi alliance and all of these folks that 
they did a great job because this is now how we work and it's working for the most part, right? So, so it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and kind of on that same idea, is there are there things that uh, that consumer AP and and wireless router manufacturers can do uh, to make their products more work from home friendly? That's a really good. Uh, that is a really good question. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's really all about I think making sure that the quality is in 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 place, right? For, for these things. Um, some of the, I mean, there's various things, and there's, there's quality work going on all the time. I mean, one of the things that the Wi-Fi Alliance has done a really good job on is this easy mesh uh, protocol and standard and certification program it is actually, which uh, optimizes mesh networks uh, for the home essentially, right? And also provides interoperability, multi-vendor interoperability and so on. And I think things like that are, Adopting things like that in general is obviously will lift the quality of home Wi-Fi, residential Wi-Fi everywhere. Um, and it also give uh, folks an opportunity to shop on an open market for Wi-Fi equipment that they think is better perhaps than what they have because it's supposed to be, and I don't know if it's fully there yet, but supposed to be multi-vendor interoperable and so on, right? So adoption of Easy mesh, I think, is an important thing. Uh, that there's there's a whole load of, and if you don't know about it, go to Wi-Fi Alliance and have the website and have a look at what that means. But there's a load of very useful features in there. It has to do with uh, management, but also optimization and and um, a lot of things that will make your home Wi-Fi work better uh, is included in that standard or that certification program. So that's that's something worthwhile, I think, for for access point providers or home router providers to, to, to adopt. And many of them are, by the way. We've seen good adoption over the past six months. Yeah, that's really encouraging. There's also the, uh, I think it's the Wi-Fi data element certification. There's a, there's a couple different Correct. Uh, threads Correct, that yes. the Wi-Fi Alliance is working on to help, uh, you know, those dense residential areas coordinate the spectrum a little bit better so they're not all using the same channel that's or right. like that right. that's, that's really exciting i think that that's really useful and and what we have to remember is that there's no um there's not really any um there really isn't any industry standard as such for how to manage a home wi-fi network i mean this is done by excellent vendors and with hardware some some of them others they only do the software piece and so on. There's all kinds of sometimes middleware involved where you, you know for you to actually for the you know whomever's managing it to actually get access to the signals in the home and so on and the devices and so on to, to be able to manage them. So this is super fragmented and there's some good initiatives uh, by various uh, companies and by the way, tel uh, telecom info what is it called the, the Facebook one a telecom info project tip is doing some great work on open sourcing all of that. There's other companies doing uh, great work on middleware and so on. Um, so, there, but, but the point is there's no, we haven't come together on fully on a standardized approach uh, to home Wi-Fi and how to manage home Wi-Fi. So a very good example of what you said is what you said is that the Wi-Fi Alliance now has this, uh, it's called something data elements, I don't remember the exact name, but the idea is to standardize the KPIs and uh, that you use to optimize and manage home Wi-Fi networks, right? 
so that everybody is working from the same sheet of uh, measurements, essentially. That's the, sort of the general gist of it. And I think that's a really good, um, that is a really good initiative, a strong initiative to, to, to certify that. And, uh, and as I said, there's many other things going on with open source uh, middleware and, uh, and so on and so forth. And that's maybe a topic for, for another, for a whole other webinar, perhaps. Uh, and I'm still studying, I'm actually right now studying these things. Uh, it's super interesting to see how this, this is coming together. Nice. Well, let's, uh, let's get into some of the questions from our audience and some of the folks that have registered. Uh, I want to encourage everybody listening in if they want to submit a question in the, our question and answer uh, pane and, and go to webinar, we'd be happy to field that. Um, some of the questions from registrants, uh, Tim asks, there will be some opportunities for some wireless contract jobs during this time for folks that are laid off. Options to help? That, well, yeah. I. I I, I certainly would hope so, but I have no idea what that looks like. Um, obviously, it's is is a horrible situation for people being laid off, not just from this industry, but from a lot of for a lot of especially small companies who are hurting, but also big companies. Um, I don't know. I mean, one would hope that maybe a job market for contract uh, jobs, maybe of shorter duration, would appear, right? And maybe the you know the health industry needs some help with things and so on, um, but uh, I, I don't know that I have any better input than that. And, but I certainly hope so. And I, I can tell you, I, I feel for you guys out there, uh, and I'm in a dire situation myself. I'm, you know, supposed to be doing events, and it's not easy to to do events. And uh, there's a lot of businesses uh, that are, you know. Super challenged, right? Super challenged, but it will come back. Right? I'm sure. We'll, yeah, I'm sure we'll come back. I think you're right, Klaus. And and before you know, before all this happened, at least in the U.S., there was a very hot job market for uh, people doing Wi-Fi. So uh -huh. if you can weather the storm, I think there'll be brighter skies on on the other end of it. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So question question from Michael here: uh, How well can home uh, or can Wi-Fi home hotspots provided by schools or libraries help students without broadband internet access at home? I think that's an excellent idea. I don't know actually whether it sounds a little bit like Michael perhaps knows this in projects that that have um, uh, that are already going on. Perhaps there's some some uh, proposals or something. Like that. I think it's an excellent idea. I would think what he's referring to here is probably uh, sort of a, a device perhaps that connects to uh, mobile networks for the backhaul. Um, this, is, this is what I'm guessing he's referring to because obviously you need, even if you give um, or, or you allow a library to provide, uh, what a library does for whatever reason, provide these uh, devices to, uh, to folks that, or kids or whomever that don't have access to broadband. Then you'd need uh, some something to hook them up to. But if, for example, if it is the case that they use mobile broadband as backhaul, then that's a great opportunity because there's still a lot of mobile coverage and maybe mobile coverage used so much. So uh, right now, so I think that's a wonderful idea. And uh, and so the answer is absolutely yes. But obviously, for these things, the devil is always in the detail. And 
um, you know, how many of these things exist and what do they cost and all of that. But absolutely, yes, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I do too. Um, I know out in uh, here in the U.S., we have a lot of rural areas where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, fast broadband at home isn't available. So mm -hmm. uh, Wi-Fi hotspots, particularly where LTE mm -hmm. is available for backhaul, can, can help alleviate that. Correct. And sometimes people forget that. And I even forget that when I go to the U.S. because I tend to sort of go to the Bay Area and Mm -hmm. <laughs> places like that and you and you i don't have much exposure to what it's like uh in rural areas in the u.s and there are a lot of rural areas in the US, right? uh, we forget there's a lot of people that don't have much fun so uh, i think it's a great idea to to, to do this uh, for such a project so max asks are there first market reports that covid19 increased demand for more bandwidth of residential broadband connectivity? Yes, there are, and uh, there definitely are. And um, uh, we've posted a couple of stories on, on wifinairglobal.com where you can have a look at some data in there. Um, uh, we posted one uh, this week, also I think was it last week or the week before, uh, with some indicative data. There's not, I don't think the folks that we work with there provided hard figures, but as, as I said earlier on, there's a big, big surge in upload uh, traffic, which um, uh, for the most part has, has not been uh, considered when and when these networks were designed originally, because uh, nobody really had this as something that was likely to happen, right? So, um, so that's an issue. Uh, but absolutely, there, there, there has been, and there will be, I'm sure, I'm sure, still more data coming out uh, on what the impact is, and it's it's dramatic, right? It is. I think, yeah. um, I think the the latest number I heard was an increase in eighty percent on upload data wow um, yeah so it's a lot and it's an issue and it needs to be managed basically right it's not automatic that everything is going to work beautifully when you try to push that much data through your home wi-fi network right? so, so so that's where we are so cheryl asks uh is this all going to push six gig along faster? So we kind of already covered that a little bit, talking about that's a good question. Span. Well, it's going to give us more reason, I guess, to 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 push six gig uh, through faster. I mean, I, I think it gives us an incentive to get going on that, and we can already see, as I just said, you know, from the the the, the surge in home traffic, that we're definitely going to need this uh, relatively soon. So um, I think the answer is yes. I think it adds impetus to the, to the six gig. Um, but I would like to say, however, that the six gig uh, Wi-Fi um, story and, and all parts of the story, including making chipsets available, uh, you know, regulation, um, and essentially getting the ecosystem ready for this, that has been proceeding very, very nicely and very quickly, uh, in my view, already. Um, will we get a little bit, bit of an extra push? Yeah, maybe we will get that, and that's great. Um, and um, but again, I hope this is going to be long, long over uh, you know, before long before uh, you know we get any uh, Wi-Fi 6E uh, products out there. So uh, 
So hopefully that's what's going to happen. But what, the six gig, as I said, is it's it's something amazing. And and if in generally speaking, I just want to say everybody listening, if you don't know what it is, I mean, you, this is the time to find out and and jump on that bandwagon and really start thinking about what um, you know opportunities this will give you and really be creative with these things because. It is so much free, free quote unquote spectrum, so much unlicensed spectrum that um, you know, goodness knows, I mean, what you could do with that. So, I, uh, hopefully, it's, you know, it, I inspired somebody by saying that, and to get people's um, you know thoughts going on this. There's a lot going on. Right? Yeah, and a couple more minutes. Um, I will pick some choice questions from our live audience. Uh, here's sure. one from Corey. I think it's really a question for me, but can Sapphire Eye be used as a spot checker for IT troubleshooting? I was thinking more of it as a troubleshooting tool as we as IT consultants can use for clients that are small business. So uh, yes, absolutely. Our Sapphire Eye uh, works very well in that use case. You can uh, redeploy it to different sites. You can uh, ship it to a site and have somebody plug it in. Um, and uh, we've, we're working very hard actually right now on some uh, software features to increase its uh, portability and deployment flexibility. Uh, so that is a use case that we have customers using Sapphire for today. So thanks, Corey. Uh, Dave says, with Wi-Fi 6E, how do we see enterprise deployments changing? For instance, smaller cells? And do, and do we know how much smaller? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, uh, yes, smaller cells. On the other hand, Wi-Fi 6E, sorry, Wi-Fi 6 in itself does offer uh, improvement on uh, the range, right? So whether these two things are gonna cancel each other out or not, I, I don't know. Uh, I think it's a very, very good question. One that I would like to have an answer to as well. Part of the reason we don't know exactly is because the rules for Wi-Fi 6C are not out yet, so we don't know exactly what power levels will be um, man mandated for indoor um, uh, indoor Wi-Fi 6E, right? But they will be lower. Uh, I'm pretty sure that there's general consensus about this. So the power levels will be lower than we have currently for indoor Wi-Fi, right? Um, but but my thought is maybe in the end uh, with um, Wi-Fi six uh, maybe there won't be such a big change in terms of um, uh, in terms of how many IPs you need to cover this or that uh, you know from the purely from a coverage point of view but it's very very good and I think you need some radio planning experts as soon as we have um, as soon as we have the data. I mean the, the the rules in our hands, right? So we know what the power levels are. I think that's an excellent topic for uh, one of one of the planning companies, uh, planning tool companies, uh, to dig into and find out what's really the effect of this. I think it's uh, it's super interesting to study that.